0: Growing up around it and being around the event for so long myself, it is yeah, it's it's going to be something that is gonna last forever. And yeah.
1: hi, welcome to the Any Given Runday Podcast. I'm Daniel, your co-host, and we talk to guests as they share their stories of life, family, and running. We may all be connected through running, but each person's journey is unique. Listen in as we learn the whys and what led them to the wonderful world of running and more. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast. I am one of your hosts, and we're excited to be joined by ultra runner, Scott Performance, athlete, and recent golden ticket recipient uh, to Western States, Cody Lind. Welcome, Cody. Thank you. Thanks
0: so much for having me. Super exciting.
1: (laughs) Awesome. So, Cody, I normally uh, begin every interview asking, like, when you were younger, did you play any kind of sports uh, other than running, right? Like uh, basketball, football, anything like that. But uh, as I was reading a little bit about your bio, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a third generation runner.
0: I, I truly am. Um, third generation runner. But as as with a lot of athletes, uh, I was big into baseball, basketball, and a lot of different pretty much any sport as a, at a younger age, anything that involves a lot of running as well. And running was oh. kind of my niche, but but definitely some some sports early on.
1: Oh, cool, cool. So then, uh, let's high school, per, per se, what, what, what I mean, you played all those sports pretty much?
0: And kind of in that junior high, middle school range, uh, I did. And then into high school, really transitioned to a big focus in outdoor track, indoor track and field, cross country, and then a year or two of basketball. So um, did that as well, but really was starting to focus on the running at that point
1: okay cool and that was kind of my, my one of my first questions here says were you immediately drawn to running just naturally or was it kind of like you know I saw my grandpa do it I saw my father do it or I mean how do you decide right uh, is, is, is it kind of like I grew up around it so I'm doing it or it really do have a love for it
0: yeah and it, it was truly the love and to be honest a lot of that came from my grandpa and my dad yes but A lot of it was the stuff we were doing that wasn't running, but was still running in a way, whether that was hiking different mountains, um, going fishing or going in the backcountry to go hunting. A lot of that was an endurance type of sport that a lot of kids don't get to experience. And growing up in basically the middle of nowhere, Idaho, I was able to constantly be in the mountains and get out there and just explore. So that's kind of how the passion kind of came, I guess, from from the mountains and being able to get out there and then eventually train uh for track and cross country in the mountains as well so kind of that trail running yeah hiking combination of (laughs) of all kinds of things
1: i think that's funny that you said uh, in the middle of nowhere idaho because um when i was looking kind of like okay where is this place uh, I had never heard of, I mean, first of all, I don't know much about Idaho, right? But then you, I said, you say Pocatello, I'm like, where is this place? Let me look it up. Um, <laughs> I, I just thought that was funny. I mean, when, when you, you hear about these ultra runners, you normally hear Colorado, Utah, uh, California, you know, but then when I saw, I was like, which one of these states is he in? And I, which one of these states in Idaho? I'm like, what, what Idaho, I didn't, I didn't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of, uh, mountains out there from, from what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hidden gem within itself. I mean, I grew up uh, right now I'm in Pocatello, Idaho. I actually grew up about two and a half hours North of here in a little town called Chalice. And it's kind of surrounded by the four biggest mountain ranges, uh, within Idaho, kind of in the heart of Idaho. And yeah, really fortunate. I mean, super small community. My, I think my graduating high school class we had 17. Oh, uh, wow. At one point, I was in, <laughs> I was at Clayton Elementary School where there were probably eight kids there. Um, so yeah, super small, um, but along the Salmon River and just so many different outdoor activities.
1: Yeah. So when did um, you just had a birthday? Correct. I did. Right, yes. Happy belated birthday! birthday. <laughs> and <laughs> we just you. celebrated my son's birthday last week. But, um, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're 25, 26. 26, just turned 20, 26. 26, and you've been in the sport for ten years. Yeah, I mean, so really, I guess my technically my
0: first 50k, I think I was 16 or 17, wow. um, and then but didn't really focus on that. That was kind of in the summer, and then was yeah. really focused on cross country and track. And okay. then I think when I was 19, 20 years old, because I ran one year actually at Western Oregon University um, for track and cross country, and then ended up back back home. And to Idaho State University and knew I kind of wanted to be in the mountains okay. And that kind of led, yeah, from age 1920 of being I guess true ultra or mountain running type of
1: athlete. So, so when did the transition happen? like how, I mean, how does one become or how did you become from just a runner of the mountains of to an actually like a sponsored athlete or, you know, you're doing this now professionally.
0: Yeah. And it kind of went with, I was ready to get back and do just mountain things. And a lot of that was just climbing big peaks and to link together big mountain ranges. And so I kind of was introduced to this other sport within ultra running called sky running and did sky running in the U S did that for two years, competed pretty well with that and led to a sponsorship with scott actually and then had the opportunity for three years yeah kind of the past three years before 2020 of the world skyrunner series and so just kind of that technical aspect of running mainly because that i just had this love for for big mountains and still do so much and growing up in it
1: so could you explain a little bit of the difference between what would be like a ultra running right and then sky running i mean you a normal person would be like they're just pretty similar but i would think there's some differences
0: absolutely and a lot of it has to do with technical terrain and where the race takes place uh so so often there might not be a trail especially in europe In sky running you might not be on a trail or you're linking up from one peak to another on a technical ridge um a whole lot of hiking i think for some of these races i feel like you know 50 to 70 percent of the race might be hiking and then running fast in between the sections from one peak to another okay. and then having to really execute on the downhills and just really rocky route, wet terrain uh on the descents so it's just yeah much more technical compared yeah. to and a whole lot of elevation gain
1: a lot yeah. I, 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 you said you had mentioned it was a sky running series.
0: Yeah. So the world sky runner series. World sky
1: okay. And you, I think and, you did, was it six, you, you actually did top 10 in two years in a row, yeah. right? How, how yes. from the places you were able to compete, what are some of the most memorable locations or <laughs> areas? Yeah.
0: I, I mean, one of the couple that come straight to mind, Norway, there's an incredible race sky race um, in Norway, in Tromso just amazing super technical Killian actually started it okay um, that's cool c- created the course so yeah. you can imagine and then uh <laughs> Gl- Glencoe skyline in the highlands of Scott Scotland and um, just incredible uh super technical rocky ridge running and I mean it is to that level where you need to pay attention to every step <laughs> along the way and th- those are a few i mean China, kind yeah, yeah. of the tibet plateau there was an amazing race there as well just some really neat areas would you, say races. There,
1: would you say there's more injuries in skyrunning than there is in ultra running or pretty pretty similar
0: you know it i i would say pretty similar yeah when when an injury happens it's going to be um it's going to be pretty bad but on some of these, on the super technical ones, and not all of them, just a handful, I mm-hmm. mean, you have to put together a resume and have have kind of things lined out and kind of prove, okay, you're worthy of jumping in this and have certain, especially the equipment, and you carry yeah. um, the mandatory gear that they list as well.
1: Um, I mean, you did top 10 and 16 and 17. Were you still yeah. doing that in like 18, 19? I know, because we'll just cancel 2020, right? Like nothing happened. But, uh, or what, or have you been doing more just, you know, the ultra hundreds, what, what have you been doing these past couple of years?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. So yeah, 20, I think it's 2018, 2019. And part of 2017, I was really focusing on the World Skyrunner series. So okay. quite a bit of travel over yeah. there. And then towards the end of 2019, I was starting to dabble with a few more events within the U S and some of the longer stuff. And I actually did the rut that year, um, here in the States and then kind of knew I wanted to, to test some of the longer stuff because up until then I was really focusing on that 50 K to, you know, 40 mile kind of was, Mm -hmm. was the longest uh, that I was looking at and kind of wanted to, and, and I still, I love those distances and they're always going to be something that, that I want to, go after yeah um but but to just kind of put my foot in something else as well and and test the longer distance and just kind of it's something i've been kind of buying my time i mean this is a sport i want to do for a really long time and to be smart with the preparation not only in training but racing because it's a sport that's very grueling and it'll take a whole lot out of you
1: yeah man so what what would what was your first um Cause you say we're focusing on 40, 40, 50 mile race. The... Yeah,
0: that 50K, 30 mile, to 40 okay. mile at the max, but mainly a lot of 50 right?
1: k. A lot of 50 k. So what was your first, I mean, cause where I was able to learn or hear about you was Bandera 100K. Was that your first jump into longer distance or did you do another event prior to that? Or what was your last event before that?
0: Yeah, technically that was my first k officially i've done the distance in some fkts yeah. and some other projects but i think the last race before that was the coastal challenge in costa rica uh, oh, wow. in 20, 2020 so i did get to do that last oh, okay. february in 2020 um and oh, that february was before
1: everything everything uh, went
0: right. <laughs> exactly so j- just happened to work out yeah. and uh that's a six-day stage race about 150 160 miles oh wow um along Costa Rica kind of the southern portions of Costa Rica and just incredible race
1: sounds like it would be an amazing uh, week
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean it's it's a race but the vacation aspect and the the community that puts it on it's just this big family event I feel like of everyone getting together and it's just just an incredible week there
1: oh that's so cool so then from february although basically a year later you race again yes yeah a couple fkt projects in there um to
0: to just kind of have something and have some yeah. goals throughout 2020 but yeah really i mean just about a year 11 months
1: yeah. of no racing wow and you as a professional athlete i know me as just a runner there are I go, I go through times of like, I don't feel like running, you know, I get into this rut, like, why do I mean, especially with 2020, nothing happening. I feel like I get no motivation at times. As a professional runner, do you go through times like that at any point?
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, honestly, for me, I have to say the winter from mid January to mid March, it's a really hard time in Idaho. I mean, you kind of have this, you're ready to get training going and you're ready to just kind of get after it but everything's socked in with snow and that leads you i mean you want to get out on the trails and they're just thigh deep in snow so it just it does make it tough and sometimes i mean and it's cold and yeah and you're just ready so absolutely you kind of get in those those funks and then on top of it i mean i'm talking with people that are going through that plus haven't raced in over a year and yeah trying to trying to have that goal out there um so yeah it's it's not Damn. just you. It's all, It's everyone that'll go through I can't, those hard I, times.
1: I can't imagine that. We 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 had like this much snow, and the whole state of Texas just closed. <laughs> <laughs> when we talked a little earlier, and you said that you you know you were getting some snow too, and but then you're telling me thigh deep. I'm like, wow. I can't. I can't <laughs> imagine you know the first night we're like oh snow take pictures and then the second night we're like we're done we were done with it um so western states when was that or when did you decide to go for it or or was that i mean was that reason for training for bandera or did you have another race before bandera
0: yeah i i mean i knew i wanted bandera was just kind of fitting well and i was ready to race and wanted to to step foot into that 100k distance something a bit longer especially after last year kind of having a year and thinking mm-hmm. about it and my number one goal going into bandero is to execute a smart race and and finish the second half as well as i could okay. um i wanted to have a good experience and absolutely i mean in the back of my mind if a golden ticket I was, <laughs> I knew that was in the back of my mind, yeah. um, but I didn't, I didn't put all my cards on the golden ticket and didn't go all in for that saying okay. I'm doing this just for a golden ticket. It was a lot more because it was my first 100K yeah. and wanted to, a lot to experience and learn. And, uh, and then, yeah, it just it kind of went really well and exactly as somewhat, I mean, no race goes exactly as planned, but yeah. as best it could, <laughs>
1: Uh, uh some time ago when I was able to talk to Katie who was also there well you I think you've seen her a couple uh, uh, like your last two races um she, I saw a picture of her I think in her family were driving back and you see the big holding on to that big ticket uh, I mean how how did you did you do you still have it did you fly with it or uh, you had it, how, did, how does that work
0: <laughs> yes I I actually did and uh I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like. I asked when I checked, because I f- flew down there, I checked my bag and then at, the lady at the counter was like, I just am not sure. And they're telling me how to wrap it so I could <laughs> maybe check. I'm like, I'm going to try. So I went through security, no problem. So then you're just walking through, so I was walking through San Antonio airport and you're just getting all these looks and everyone's like, oh, Willa Wonka, the golden uh, city, yeah. <laughs> You know, and then I get on the airplane and then, yeah, the first flight, they're super accommodating and there's a closet they put it in and oh, that's they were cool. just wondering what it was all about and then a super small flight one more from salt lake city to pocatello and uh they actually put it in an open seat and put a seat belt on it and everything no. and it if was
1: you didn't get a picture protect- of that or anything
0: that's hilarious uh, we yeah we have a picture around oh man because it, it was
1: hilarious yeah <laughs> <laughs> so as uh, Katie mentioned it I know best you know they they you MLB you got the World Series NFL you got the Super Bowl she called it the I mean the, it's it's known the big dance right what, oh, yeah. what what does it feel like that you're going to what many consider to be the big dance of uh, ultra running yeah, I mean
0: that is something you don't take for granted, and it gives you this this special feeling. Um, and it took a little bit before it hit, and a few runs. I mean, obviously, I didn't run a whole lot right after that, but there were a few runs I remember within eight to ten days after the race. And when I was out on the trail, just here around town by myself, it just sunk in. Like my next training is for Western States 100, and yeah. that's I mean that's a dream come true, and just growing up around it and being around the event for so long myself it is yeah it's it's going to be something that is going to last forever and yeah. a, a true dream come true
1: that is so cool and you I mean it sounds like you have been out you've been out there right you've you've been to the race it be f- <laughs> two years ago maybe I'm guessing or how long yeah ago?
0: I mean and actually I've been with some of my my family members that have been involved since the very beginning, uh, my whole life I think there's only been three times I've ever missed Western states, and oh. those were my first three years of life. And I think at age four, <laughs> wow. yeah, age four, I I started okay. going, and then uh, yeah, two years ago, paced paced my girlfriend Brittany, and that was yeah. So 2019, so yeah, I mean, just all of the stuff and the history and the meaning that it has for yeah. me. Yeah, so special.
1: So you've been able to I mean, you said since age of three, you pretty much have been. So because there have been some pretty special moments through, uh, <laughs> through all those oh, yeah. years. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. so
0: many. I mean, the greats, greats are running on there and that trail. I mean,
1: yeah, just yeah. about
0: <laughs> just about every great you can think of in the yeah. ultra running world. It is, it's there.
1: Oh, let me just ask real quick. Because I, I mean, I'm from San Antonio. You, I mean, you. I guess you that you said you you were at the San Antonio airport. Uh, was that the first time you were in Texas, or had you had you had you been out here before? Or?
0: I had actually been there two years ago when my girlfriend Brittany uh, got a golden golden ticket at Bandera. So we oh, okay. it was kind of the same deal, but it was different because it was at a different course. Oh, okay. um, they had to do an alternate course, I think, because of rain that year, mm. and so it was a completely different feeling as far as the race but flying in and knowing san antonio and seeing yeah i mean and it, it's a place we've really enjoyed and really awesome. like i'm glad to i mean hear. san antonio <laughs> the city it's just it's a fun really neat city and yeah. I, I see us going back because i mean it is there's a lot to do oh,
1: there. that's that's cool that's cool um it's, so your last event was or not your last event uh the last event you had uh, went to, but you, you paced as well. I believe it was, uh, was black Canyon. Yep. Black Canyon. A couple couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, yeah. And, and then you were able to pace once again, Brittany. And I was kind of keeping a little bit of track of what was going on in the race. And it looked like there was a four or five ladies that were just running together for a good period of time, but they were all running or they all ran under like the last, uh record oh, pace i think or something.
0: yeah yeah the course record i yeah i know Brittany did and then yeah i'm not sure on on some of the others yeah. but yeah there for a while there was a, a good group of ladies yeah and, i mean it came down to a fun just really yeah. good race and, and she was she was awesome able to take
1: course. the she was able to take the the win uh um, yep and originally thought that she um qualified with that race but turns out she has already qualified beforehand or uh, correct yeah yeah from from a top 10 at western states yeah twenty nineteen, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i didn't know i did that i didn't know that when something like that happens that the uh, that it kind of just drips down i guess you could say so the third place person was able to
0: exactly and like it'll it'll go down to the fifth place. They kind of cap that the top five, but yeah, it just trickle
1: trickles down. down. Oh, okay. That's cool. So how does it feel to be able to run with, with Brittany train with Brittany, do those kinds of things? I know, you know, my, before I met my wife, I was a, I was running on my own and then she, you know, she, I introduced her to the sport and we we've been doing this for four, five, six, seven years now. Um, and it's just something we enjoy doing together, you know, um, Uh, you get to do it professionally. How, I mean, that's, that must be really cool. I
0: I mean, it really is. But like you said, I mean, it's a time when we're out there, we don't think, Oh, we're professionally doing this together. I mean, it's just like you and your wife, you're getting to go out there with someone you love and someone you like to be with and train with and run and have company and laugh and take pictures and see cool scenery. It is. Yeah. I mean, and then to, both now have such a big goal and be going to western states it makes it that much more special
1: yeah oh i'm sure i'm sure you already enjoy the sport of running and then you get to do it with someone you love that just makes exactly. it that much, that much more be- that much you know more fun um so besides besides the running part you're you're Well, everything has to, everything ties in back to running with you, right? (laughs) So do you run or do you work in a, in a, in a uh, running store or what, what, what is your role there?
0: Yeah. So I have worked on and off kind of part-time at a local running store here in Pocatello. Um, I'm also kind of the big thing is gauge 20 running g20 running Mm -hmm. is coaching business my dad and i run and so i'm coaching anywhere from 20 to 30 athletes at a time um kind of all distances but mainly endurance kind of athletes um and then that that with running and yeah i mean by by that
1: it's it's
0: full-time all of all of the above yeah
1: (laughs) everything ties back to that um and then you you were able to get to see that interview you guys did uh, or that little fun thing you guys did yesterday which was which was pretty cool um to see to see that um Uh, you to partake in in running with the community as well which is i think is awesome um
0: that's a huge part i mean we're all running and we're all have similar goals so many whether someone's training for a 5k race or a 100 mile race i mean Mm -hmm. we all want to get out there get our consistent training in and i think that's an important aspect for so many people and something i encourage a lot whether you're at an elite level or trying to finish your first race to get out there and run with others and to talk with others and a group run and the local community run is a great way to do that I think
1: oh yeah I'm sure that during this this past year it's been tough on a lot of people who haven't been able to gather um, you know to get that extra push from anyone uh, from their neighbor that runs with them Um, do you do most of your training out in Idaho, or do you travel at times to other locations to do some, you know, some, some time?
0: Yeah. And it, and it really depends. Most, most of my training is done in Idaho for sure. Um, If we can, we'll get away and we actually have a camper van we have that kind of converted it and it's awesome. We're able to get down South. We'll go to Southern Utah or into Arizona Mm kind of in the winter for a week or so to just try to get some solid training in as well. Um, so, and that helps but yeah for the most part like right now in Idaho we're we're counting down until the trails start to clear from snow we're ready
1: to, yeah. we're ready to get so that for for a race like uh not to think about it. Is is this going to be your first 100 miler or you've done other 100 milers first 100 mile race wow okay so how what are you going to have to change in training that you normally do? You know, there's obviously the distance um, on
0: some of your long runs, the prep, it'll depend on a few things, but, but honestly, I don't change a ton um, in my training and it'll be longer workouts or longer, long runs that will focus more, especially in that, mid april to in a june time frame that's when it really but as far as right now putting in good training blocks um as if i were for a 50 mile 50k 100k but kind of different as far as some of the workouts but yeah yeah it's still still it's not like anything crazy or um a huge change and shift in in everything
1: yeah Oh, wow. And, and, and for someone who's doing like a marathon, let's say 26.2, they, and they're following a schedule, you know, usually it's about a four month, you know, training plan for, for a hundred miles or someone doing those distances. What, what would you say is your, is your, uh, I guess your block total in, in time frame?
0: Yeah. And, and honestly, okay. So you could say as of right now, kind of I'm ramping back up um, starting to, to look ahead, but I'm going to have goals within that. So mid-March or mid-April into May have some different things, whether it's Mm a, a shorter race or a longer race, just to practice some of these things and use them, um, as really hard efforts to help prepare. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I mean, that 10 to 12 week timeframe, that's when it really um counts especially that those final eight six to eight weeks you're really yeah. gearing everything towards that
1: man that's so cool I, I re, you know I've always told my wife that we would you know try to travel and at least run some kind of distance in every state and you know we, we've been watching all, throughout the years we watch all these documentaries you know billy yang documentaries right yeah yep. uh, like <laughs> we gotta we even if we don't run it we gotta go visit you know we gotta go watch western states one day we gotta go bandera's really yep. close gotta go do, i think just watching and, and getting to experience that you get a little bit of the energy or you give energy and you get to feel a little bit of the energy and just a community of runners um yeah i mean i i, I get a certain feeling just wanting to go I'm sure you going to be there it's just it's just magnified um, which is awesome I know you kind of we kind of talked to, about this a little bit but just uh, it, in short couple of words I mean how does it feel to be able to go out there and run western states with Brittany um, I mean y'all are competing not against each other <laughs> but um, I mean how does, how does that feel just to be able to go out, do, do that together
0: I mean, the training, the racing, and the time that we'll be able to spend together. Yeah, it's it's truly incredible. And something that we've dreamed of and something I've dreamed of being able to, I mean, I've helped her a lot with her training yeah. couple last few years um, as she prepped for 2019 Western States. And now we're both going to be helping each mm-hmm. other prep for the same race. It, Yeah, I mean it's going to be really special to have yeah. that because we can talk similar things. Cause we're both going through yeah. the same thing and have the same thoughts come race day and the training leading up.
1: And for her to but event, like, also, uh-huh. uh,
0: but also having that line of her and I and not everything revolves a hundred percent around that and doing other things as well. I think that's important as well, because it's easy for us to tie up, especially like you said, being very highly competitive athletes, uh, in in order to step back and yeah. not put 100% all the time, but when we are, I mean, especially come the last few months. But
1: yeah, I know when 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 uh, I you know the sport of running was introduced to my wife. She didn't well, she didn't know it was a sport. She was just go out and run around the block, you know, just kind of get some cardio in. You know, I said, you want to? We started dating. Do you want to come and watch me run a marathon? Went downtown San Antonio, and she was like, "Wait, people yeah. do this? Thirty thousand <laughs> people are downtown?" Well. Others are asleep and turns out she's a very good athlete, much better than me. Uh, but there was a time where we would do every event together. We would just be side by side, you know, never separate. But you, you come to realize like you train together, you have fun together. But when it comes down to, you know, to race, to, to be competitive, it's we decided, you know, you have a good day, go for it you know, yeah, you know, I got you. We'll see each other at the finish line. Like that's what's right. going to matter. Encourage,
0: <laughs> encourage the other to, to do the best they can in that race and whatever it might be. And yeah, yeah I think that's, that's your time to shine in that way.
1: Yeah. And, and it took us a while to, to kind of, I guess, decide on that. I don't know. Um, but no, I, I, I love, I love that she pushes me um, and I, I love that I'm able to push her and it, it, it really does strengthen our relationship um and 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 it's a great uh sport i mean you're outside you're running and now we're pushing a little one-year-old i'm pushing a little one-year-old which is like extra weight but i know it'll make me stronger
0: (laughs) only helps and getting everyone out i mean that's those are the times that you'll remember forever and oh yeah so will your
1: your kid yeah i hope so and i hope you know i hope they love the sport uh naturally not because i push it on them and such but exactly (laughs) So just a couple questions, uh, just, you know, um, random little questions about maybe you, my running, whatever. Um, so if I were to hand the mic over to you and allow you to uh, host a podcast episode, who would be the one person you'd love to interview? It doesn't have to be running related. It could just be anybody.
0: Yeah. You know, honestly, some of my, my biggest mentors, I think, are like climbing and mountaineers. Uh, I, I really like that I think it would be interesting to to talk to and I don't have a specific name but a Sherpa in Nepal I mean okay. and just do a whole a whole podcast of asking questions on someone like that because I think I mean yes we are strong and yes ultra runners kind of have this this crazy thing in this crazy niche but um, when I think of mountaineering and some of the stuff that happens on these big 8,000 meter peaks. uh, It's really intriguing to me and something that those are some very tough humans and it it really (laughs) would be neat to, to kind of ask some questions on a podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when, once I started this podcast, I started reaching out to different uh, athletes. You start to realize that the human body can do so much. Um, And there's just some bunch of amazing people out there, you know, that have been able to, beat or overcome certain things because of running or because of an endurance sport. And I think there's, that's amazing. Um, if you weren't running now at this moment, would you be playing another sport or would you just be doing something completely different?
0: It, it would be sports related probably. I mean, just cause I'm, I've always been active and like, like doing that type of thing. Um, it might not be an everyday sport you hear of it might be it'd probably have to do something with mountains or fishing or <laughs> hunting or something along those lines because okay. um it, it I, and that kind of leads to too close to running sometimes but uh yeah definitely would be active in,
1: Act out in, in the outdoors um i know during a long race you're kind of intaking all these different kinds of uh you know energy things and just food, things they have at the aid station or things you take. Uh, But once it's all said and done, you're done, you complete it, what is your go-to meal? What do you have to have after an event? Hey, gosh m-
0: most of the time it's pretty simple it's some type of big hamburger and a beer and, <laughs> and I'm pretty happy I'll be ready for bed right after that <laughs> right after that
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome uh, when you visit a new city a new town what is the one thing you must do or you have to do or is there time for anything maybe there isn't time for anything
0: kind of one of my favorite things uh it's is to figure out the city and this kind of comes from like whether it's a race or a race course I like trying to figure it out and figure out where the different aid stations are and whatnot but kind of one of the things whether it's just walking to go get food or running around this city to figure out okay how do I get back how's this layout and how how Mm -hmm. does it work and how did they put together this city and map it all out that's that's always intrigued me and to figure out my way because so often I get uh, to places here in Idaho and I just use mountain ranges or a different peak or something that's sticks out and I'm able to to figure out exactly where I am, where in a city, it can be completely different for me and it's kind of foreign for me. So that's always something maybe it's more comforting than anything. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I know, I know, I know the reason uh, my wife and I say we would always want, we want to run like a marathon in every state, you know, that's what it started off as, but as years go on, it it could be a 5k, yeah, we could do a 5k. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But we always figured that one of the ways you can, you can really get to see a city is by doing that. By running exactly it, by getting around yeah. like that. Um, especially when you're short on time, go out for a run, go just get lost and then GPS your way back, right? But <laughs> right, and, and you're
0: gonna see way more than most people would in a car yeah, or something. You'll see exactly. just see the most random things or the most beautiful things that you would never see else was.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh what are three must-haves uh for a long training run?
0: Hmm, three must-haves. Oh, trying to think what what the three would be I mean most of the time for a big long run it's some some type of food some type of hydration and a camera of some sort okay those are those are a few things (laughs) um
1: when you're resting or recovering what are some of your hobbies
0: uh I've really been into listening to different audiobooks or reading more that's something I've kind of started this past year uh, so I've, I've really liked that, and listen to different podcasts and podcasts that have nothing to do with sports or running mm-hmm. related. Just random things I'll find out there, and um, so so yeah, kind of listening to others' stories and reading yeah. stories. Those those are kind of some of my favorite things. As
1: when, when it comes to books, is there a particular type of uh, not author necessarily, just a theme? I guess
0: it, you know it kind of leads back to
1: that. Whether it's mountaineering and hearing
0: different uh expeditions on um, places and different peaks so that's something i've always kind of been intrigued and i've read a lot and listened to a lot of different books
1: awesome awesome well Cody, um, I did not want to take a lot of your time, uh, but I am super happy that we, after about a month of uh, <laughs> trying to catch each other, you know, um, I just wanted to hear a little bit about you, get to know you a little bit and get to sh- allow you to share your story with people, just kind of a little bit of a background. And yeah, I mean, I, it's so cool to me. I'm the kind of person that, you know, you might not think it's a big deal, but to me, being able to speak to you, um, i I might look normal, but I'm the inside. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but we all have that one thing
0: in common of lacing up the shoes and running and having some type of goal. And I mean, yeah, I, maybe race day comes and one of us is ahead of the other, but you know, when it comes down to it, we're all in that starting line together and it's, it's just a really neat sport and I'm super glad you reached out and pretty awesome to be on this.
1: Awesome. Well, would would you give us just um, just some final words for anyone who's will, who's wanting to possibly get into the sport of ultra running or just running in general, just in, in, any encouraging words for anyone who might listen to this podcast?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of that has to come down with kind of the big rule of having fun and enjoying what you do and enjoying the training and the racing and the hard times. And yeah, there's a lot of hiccups in running because it's it can be hard mentally and physically, but, but just know that it's an, as simple as lacing up shoes and going out the door. And I mean, the, the world is yours and the mountains are yours to go explore and just really have fun with it and and don't get too caught up in any pace or a certain race or what your results are, because when it comes down to it, we're all <laughs> enjoying it the in a similar way.
1: Yes. And, and, and throw, throw in Idaho as a possible training area for elevation. too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> um, Cody, yeah. if anyone wants to just kind of follow your journey or see how you, you know, kind of things are doing some of those awesome pictures you put on Instagram, where can, where can anyone find you?
0: Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Lynn Cody, uh, Facebook. I have a page Cody Lynn, Twitter Cody Lynn, you'll find me. And then gauge 20 running G20 running.com website and those are the main ways and never hesitate to reach
1: out awesome man and um yeah man we're we're, i'm gonna be following your journey i'm gonna see how everything goes at western states uh if you're willing kind of just we can talk later after western states months from now you know it's up to you but uh i I just want to thank you so much for taking just a a little bit of your time and and uh just you know opening up and, and giving us a little bit about your background
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having
1: me. All right. Thank you very much. And you have a wonderful day, Cody.
0: Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast. Feel free to reach out to us. And if you have not done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you may listen. Please leave us a comment and a five-star review if you liked what you've heard. Until next time.